If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
activity. Radio. Mm-hmm. 
for him as affecting the city. During the meeting Monday in Pierre, the North Dakota and Montana officials said they didn't face roadblocks to legalizing the crop in their state. But Neon sent members of her administration to the meeting to oppose legislation in South Dakota. Nome said she gave 350 questions to committee members prior to their first meeting last month. When it comes to industrial hemp, we still have more questions that we have to answer, Nome said in a statement. Other states are struggling to implement their industrial laws. As leaders, we must have answers to how any new law will be implemented effectively and how it will impact our state. Well, we do know a few things. You know, for instance, that the total sales for hemp based products in the U.S. were about $1.1 billion in 2018, to more than double by 2022. According to the Frontier data, a market research firm focused on the cannabis industry. <clears throat> we know that marijuana and hemp are related to the plant world, but they are not the same. The points below come from March 2020 article. Hemp contains a negligible amount of cannabis, the intoxicating substance of marijuana, and it's not. Marijuana can contain up to 30% THC, while hemp contains less than 0.3% THC. Hemp also contains more CBD and non-intoxicating compounds with medical applications. Hemp leaves are skinnier than marijuana leaves. Hemp was selectively bred for a range of consumer and industrial uses and has been grown in the U.S. for centuries. The farmers from the stockings make both clothes and other textiles, and being used as an organic construction material, the seeds are also edible. Hemp has had a substantial impact on law enforcement, mostly on its testing users, though they tried to outsource testing suspected hemp plants for THC levels that are too high. But that became too expensive. The state police instead purchased two more testing machines and hired one more chemist for each of the state's six labs. He said, "Hemp affects law enforcement's workload, but it's not too much they can't handle it." He said, um, "This is really the longest article in the world." Man said the price of hemp went up slightly after the farm bill was signed. Industry watchers say the price would stay at levels or it's even higher if the price of CBD doesn't meet the demand. South Dakota Farmers Union President Doug Sinclair said members of his organization are watching the process closely. Legalizing growing of industrial hemp has been part of our policy since 2018 because our founding farmers and ranchers need new opportunities. Industrial hemp is a new
one of and this was a plane talk by David Diaz. Remember, marijuana the government, government did not say that. So, here's another uh, good long Well, 
being distributed statewide. Montana law requires that signatures be collected from at least 5% of qualified voters in 34 of the state's 100 legislation districts for legislature or citizen industry statute and 10% in 40 districts for constitutional amendments. That means people can't collect 25,000 signatures necessary to put on this shirt on the ballot solely from urban centers with predominantly liberal voters, but must also handle predominantly conservative districts where the issue may be less popular. Such distribution based on comments have been pushed by Republican controlled legislatures in Western states for two decades on the basis of a prior ruling in Idaho. Federal Court in 2005 struck down Montana county based distribution requirements, which have been passed by voters in 2002 after referral from the legislation. Nevada also lost a county-based requirement. resurrected it and lost it again in 2018 after a lawsuit involving MPPs. Montana, Idaho, and Nevada have also passed or retained distribution requirements based on legislation districts which reflect more uniform observations. The Montana Constitution still contains the unenforceable county-based requirements and two constitutional methods on the ballot in 2020 will decide whether that
during an illegal marijuana sale in 2017. According to the Denver District Attorney's Office, Josh Garcia of Montana was intended to buy two pounds of marijuana for 3000 via a deal through a Commerce City Push Club website. A news release from the DA's office was said. Police found him lying in the street with four gunshot wounds on August 20th, 2017, in the 500 block of Titan Court. He later died of his injuries at the Denver Health Medical Center. Police tracked down the four men involved through social media, including Facebook. They all pleaded guilty in separate cases, according to the DA's office. Quincy Wilkerson, 19, was a minor at the time of the murder and was sentenced to 28 years in prison for second-degree murder. Armani Pierre, 20, was sentenced to 42 years in prison for aggravated robbery and 10 years for accessory to murder. Isaiah Davis, 21, was sentenced to 44 years for second-degree murder. And Kilvito Garrett, 20, was sentenced to 44 years for second-degree murder. The news release stated, and this in regards to a $3,000 two-pound marijuana deal in marijuana off a website. Smoke News Radio. Get to know what's going on out there in the world. Here's a little more about Mexico. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Go back to Mexico. Cannabisnow.com. Mexican lawmakers introduced marijuana legalization bill. No more information on this. Like Chris Roberts, quote, mandated end of prohibition is coming. The only question is when. Mexico is poised to become the third nation in the world to legalize recreational cannabis. This is in part because President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador is in support, in part because Canada and Uruguay and much of the United States allow adults to legally consume the world's most popular illicit drugs, but also because the country has no choice. Legalization at some unknown later date has been inevitable since fall when country's Supreme Court ruled that a nationwide absolute ban on recreational cannabis violated a fundamental right to the free development of the personality and that an appropriate change in federal law legalization is necessary. But lawmaking takes time, even when lawmaking is imposed by the court. As Marijuana Moment reported on Tuesday, almost a year after the court's landmark ruling, Senator Julio Ramon Manchaca Salazar introduced a legalization bill in the Mexican Congress. If passed, Salazar's bill would reform two sections of the country's general health law on 
according to the senator. Under Salazar's proposal, officials from the Ministry of Health would be required to cultivate, process, transport, and possess cannabis. The reason why we're all sound familiar. Prohibition has empowered organized crime whose narcos have largely abandoned cannabis as a cash crop in favor of harder drugs. Mexico's drug cartels and their cartoonishly heinous acts need no introduction. This failed to bolster the health or welfare of the state and its citizens. Ironically, through popular worldwide and other countries, legalization is not very popular in Mexico at all. As a 2018 survey from the country's Center for Social Studies and Public Opinion found, only half of Mexican citizens approved marijuana legislation and 70% disapprove of recreational use. So 90% support medical use. As the Washington Post reported, what happens next? More talking. And then maybe some lawmaking. Next week, the Congress of the Union will hear from a series of experts exactly how to best regulate and tax cannabis. In the meantime, the proposal will be heard in several communities. Cannabis reform has come slowly in Mexico, despite several clear instructions from the courts to speed things along and legalize. The first came in 2017, when the Supreme Court also ruled that banning medical marijuana was unconstitutional. So in the interim period, there has been little progress. The court took notice. In August, the court ordered health authorities to publish within 180 days guidelines for how medical cannabis might be obtained, grown, and sold. Smoking radio. Legendary among old school heads who have born modern day hunters with tales of heady highs gleaned from the Acapulco gold Mexican tennis may be ideal to compete on the global growing market. Unlike Canada, now the world's largest exporter of cannabis flour and oil, Mexico has an ideal climate and cheap labor costs as the Washington Post noticed. The entrepreneurs are getting ready. Last week, Mexico City hosted the first incarnation of Expo Week, the country's largest cannabis convocation. And in Tijuana, the once notorious border city, driven by drug-fueled cartel violence, the city's first head shop has opened for business. Legal weed here is going to happen but probably not for another year. All right, that's the cannabis now in Mexico. It's guaranteed legally happening in Mexico. Just get to know these things. 
This is from uh, back to Colorado, not Colorado, sorry, Montana. The DailyInterlake.com. Lieutenant Governor tours only marijuana testing facilities by Kiana Gardner. The Montana Lieutenant Governor Mike Cooney spent Thursday afternoon touring Stillwater Laboratories and only the longest-standing state-certified medical marijuana testing facility in the state. For Cooney, it was the first visit to a facility of its kind. The lab officials spent the better part of an hour offering insight into Stillwater's accreditation operations and their process for testing medical marijuana and hemp products. His visit to Stillwater, one of the three medical marijuana testing companies in the state, was timely. In 2016, about 57% of marijuana voters passed a legalization that required, among other undertakings, product testing procedures and inspections for medical marijuana, the use of which was approved by Montana voters in 2004 by a wide margin. Then in 2018, President Donald Trump signed what has become widely known as the Farm Bill, legalizing hemp production nationwide. Montana farmers, like many others, jumped at the opportunity to grow the popular strain of cannabis, one that offers multiple health benefits but lacks the psychoactive component found in marijuana. And Stillwater Laboratories emerged amid the 2016 and 2018 cannabis industry landmarks in July 17, extending and helping hand in ensuring the quality of products offered at dispensaries and other providers is transparent. Stillwater is 100% Montana owned and operated in a third party testing facility. As a third party testing facility, Stillwater functions independently from its clients and other stakeholders, meaning results from the lab testing are reliable and unswayed, according to Operations Director Chris Frost. The only transfers that are currently allowed by law are from the provider to a lab and then after it's been tested, provider to their patient. In two short years, Stillwater has expanded from its first office only to the Helena Bozeman areas as well. The company supports 15 employees and performs product testing for clients from Cut Bank to Sydney to Dillon to nearly everywhere in between. The cost of equipment on the only lab alone with a processing inmate estimated 70 to 100 samples per day is about $1 million. Ron Bross, husband of Chris and laboratory director for Stillwater, describes the lab as world class, on par with what one might find in cannabis rich states 
like California. The social system the ground up with intentions to do our very best with it, Glass said. We think the people of Montana deserve that. The company can test hemp products nationwide given the recent farm bill, but only test medical marijuana products within Montana, considering the plant cannot cross state lines legally from hemp and hemp products, including extracts, infused products, and more. The lab provides an analysis confirming qualities such as potency and cleanliness and identifying potential pesticides, mold, heavy metals, and more. Ron said hemp can grow in a variety of different conditions and is susceptible to various contaminants for which the lab staff tests. For cannabis product testing, the lab provides the 11-panel cannabinoid profile for the flower of the plant itself. Marijuana concentrates such as hash oil and infused products such as baked goods and oils, they test for moisture content, seeds, insects, pesticides, potentially harmful microbes, heavy metals such as arsenic, mycotoxins, classroom carcinogens, and more. Most aspects of the test are required by the state. Some are not. When testing medical marijuana products or hemp, the lab also analyzes the plant's terpene, which is a compound that gives the product its flavor and character. It's, in a way, the window into the soul of the plant. Ron explained, you can learn a lot about the quality of the plant simply by looking at that one aspect. We aren't required by state to provide a terpene reading, but it's something we offer. There are currently more than 34,000 state-issued medical marijuana cardholders in Montana, and that number continues to climb every year. As a whole, the industry has undergone drastic changes since medical marijuana use was first green-lighted about 15 years ago. The Bruce said, those interested in learning more about what Stillwater does and more about the industry as a whole and how it has progressed in Montana, including where it sits currently, can set up an appointment to visit. Upon departure, Cooley described his time at Stillwater as an eye-opening experience. Whether you are a Montana resident that likes the industry or not, consumers can be assured that labs like this are doing a good job. Cooley said appropriate and safe methods for regulating this marijuana and hemp clearly exist in our state. Cooley said there may be initiatives for the legalization of recreational marijuana in Montana brought to the table in the future, begging the question, 
How will such legalization change the marijuana industry in Montana? If it happens, we will certainly have to license our operations. We will find a way to make the necessary adjustments. And by channel Gardner on the daily interlink about the lieutenant governor to the only marijuana testing facility, one of three licensed companies in Montana to test marijuana for 64,000 registered patients statewide. You're listening here to Smoke News Radio. When you send news about marijuana, what's happening in this place, that place, wherever, I don't know. I grab the internet and I like type a place and type marijuana. Search. Read. Thank you for listening. Hope you have one today. Marijuana. Smoke News Radio and Jason has a cup of Have a beautiful night. Take care. A billion people died on the news tonight But not so many cried at the devil's side Well, Mama said, it's just make-believe You can't believe everything you see so baby, close your eyes to the lullabies on the news tonight. Who's the one to decide that it would be alright to put the music behind the Mama said, you can't believe everything you hear. The diegetic world is so unclear. So baby, close your ears. On the news tonight. On the news tonight. The unobtrusive tones on the news tonight. Why don't the newscasters cry when they read about people who die? At least they could be decent enough to put just a tear in their eyes. But Mama said, it's just make-believe. Can't believe everything you see So baby, close your eyes To the lullaby